Welcome to the Steady On Stronger Together podcast. I am your host, Angie Ballman. I first met Antoinette Cleveland in a small breakout session after a group coaching call with Flourish Writers, the writing group that Antoinette and I are both involved in. We were each sharing a little bit about our current projects, and Antoinette told us that she is working on a book to help encourage and support wives who frequently move because of their husband's careers. She spoke of the changes that happen in corporate and military and sports and ministry. And it was kind of like a light bulb lit up inside of me as I heard her talk about the challenges frequent moves place on the children and the marriage and the family unit. And I almost immediately asked if she would do an interview for this podcast because I knew as a child of frequent moves because my father was an itinerant preacher that her message was an important one for me. And I believed it might be an important one for you too. So if moving has ever been a part of your life, if you've ever struggled to know how to support someone else as they moved, or if you've ever felt that loss because someone else moved away, I think you'll feel heard and seen by Antoinette's heartfelt message. Let's listen in. Hello, Steady On community, and welcome to this Stronger Together conversation. I'm Angie Bauman, and my guest today, I'm so excited about this conversation today. My guest is Antoinette Cleveland. Antoinette, welcome to the Steady On community. Thank you for chatting with me today. Thank you, Angie. I'm so excited to be here with you. Antoinette is in it at an interesting place in her writing journey because she's working on a book that is you're kind of on like on the way up with it, if you will. She does not have a, a book that is completed, but and I think that was a bit of a hesitation for her to go ahead and join me today. But I said, oh, no, no, no. Let's talk about this right now, because I'm very excited about the work that Antoinette is doing. Antoinette is an author and a Bible teacher. She's a wife, a mom, a homeschooler. And she is what I call a frequent relocator. Is that, is that a correct way to define your existence? Yes, we will go with that term. <laughs> and she is writing to support wives, primarily, yes. whose husbands' mm-hmm. jobs mean that their family frequently relocates. It's something mm-hmm. that she's had a lot of experience in. And she's now kind of writing to, to support others, specifically like in military, in ministry, in corporate. Where other, where other places, Antoinette, do you see or experience that families are frequently relocated? Well, you, you have the entertainment industry and you also have the, the sports industry, football, baseball, basketball. So there's, there's constant movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was first working in the secular field, um, after I finished my graduate degree, I worked in the hospitality industry. And I'll tell you what, we worked, I worked for Hyatt Hotels and it was just as managers, especially were in that process of, if you wanted to be like a hotel, like a general manager, you were going to move, like significantly move, you know, five, six, seven times, you know, every time a promotion meant a move to a different city. And that was just, it was very fluid. Those, uh, the, the management team at those hotels you learned quickly were very fluid. And so that's just one place also that I've experienced. But mm-hmm. the one of the reasons that I resonated so much with um, Antoinette and her work, we were in a breakout session of a, like we we're in a writer's group. We're both in Flourish Writers. I talk about Flourish Writers a lot and yeah. I've met so many great people through Flourish. I always like to give them a shout out, but we were in a, yeah. a little breakout group after a coaching session 
began to talk about the different things that we were doing. And she, Antoinette said that she was doing this. And immediately my heart just resonated with this because as a preacher's kid, if you will, I moved multiple times, usually like every other year as my dad was moving up in his career, changed schools Mm -hmm. a lot. And, um, and that was really challenging for me as a child, really challenging. I was shy by nature, did not appreciate having to go to new schools all the time. We also moved often to small rural communities where mm-hmm. most people, their families had been there for generations, many people, you know, and so I was the new girl always. I was the yeah. preacher's kid, not fun sometimes in school, right? To be, to be the new girl <laughs> preacher's kid. How many awkward hats can I wear? Right. You know? And I just, I loved the fact that you just have this on your heart, not only to take care of your family well, as you do this, but then to help other women take care of their family well also. And so, yeah. yeah. So let's just start. What are some of the emotions that we often experience with relocation? Would you just talk about kind of what happens when your family learns again? Oh, goodness. Well, first of all, thank you so much again, Angie, for um, allowing me to be on your your, your podcast. My delight. Honored. I'll I'll start off with the the, the wife's standpoint and emotions that um, we tend to go through. So there, there, there is um, a moment where you're excited, you know, there, there's joy about the, the new opportunity. And then, you know, sometimes there's a little anxiety, you know, there's a little fear and, and sometimes even stress <laughs> with learning that you're getting ready to move. And, and I've experienced all of those emotions. I remember the first time we um, relocated. And um, it was just myself and my husband, and I was so excited. I was really, really happy for for my husband, Um, not only because it was a really good job opportunity for him, but, you know, it really gave us a different change of pace. At the time, we had been married for three years, and life was really, really busy. And we, you know, could could use a change of pace. And, And for us, relocating was really, really good, you know. But then as we began to go into reload, and when I say reload, I mean relocation. Yep. We, we went into reload number two and number three and number four and recently number five. I experienced a little bit anxiety because we were now moving with children. And so there's more to think about when you're moving with children versus when it's just you and your spouse. And so I, I went through just a range of emotions. So what, what, what has helped me during each of the relocations is looking at the bigger picture, understanding what are the goals of, of, of the family. And prayerfully, those goals are in alignment with the vision that God has outlined for the family. So the vision that God has outlined for my family may be something different than, than someone else. We're a corporate family. We're not per se a, a ministry family or in, in entertainment or, or sports. But the, the, the vision that God has outlined for our family is, is what we keep in mind. And so for me, it has been looking to the Lord for strength. It has been having those what I call power scriptures readily available to me. So I'll give an example with with the past relocation, which was just 
two years ago, right before, before COVID hit, um, I could remember feeling overwhelmed as I'm walking to the, the, the mailbox. And the walk to the mailbox seems so long, <laughs> even though it was short, but it seemed so long because I was overwhelmed with thinking about what I needed to do and who do I need to speak with and all of the coordination that needed to go on. And I began to pull on that power, my, one of my power scriptures, which was, um, and the peace of God rules our hearts. And I began to say to myself, the peace of God rules my heart. We'll be right back. Hello, my friend. Are you ready to develop consistent Bible study habits within a community that offers fresh resources and loving accountability? Well, I have an invitation for you. We would love to have you with us in Steady On University. On June 13, we will be kicking off a brand new study. It's called Be Still, and it will be anchored in the verses of Psalm 46. The lessons will help us remember that God is our refuge and the way to calm life's chaos is by taking shelter in Him. You will find all the details for Steady on University in today's show notes. Again, the Be Still study begins on June 13, and you do not want to miss it. The study time in SOU so far is fire, and it's only going to get better from here. I hope you'll take a minute to check it out because I would love to study with you. The peace of God rules my heart. Every time the fear and anxiety will come upon me, I would stop immediately and I would say, and the peace of God rules my heart. And I will allow his peace to overshadow me. In addition to that, I had a, a, a circle of friends that I could go to during those moments that I needed to vent because let's, let's be real, we're human. And sometimes, you know, we're not always happy with what God has in motion for us or the plan that God has for us. And we need as women, as wives to have that safe place, not so much to vent to our husbands, but that friend that you can call and say, girl, mm-hmm. we're moving again. <laughs> Can you believe we're moving again? Now, in the presence of my husband, I'm excited. I'm cheering him on. But when I need to step aside, you know, I have to have that place. And it's wonderful when you have that friend that you can call. There's a friend that um, was a, a military wife. Her, her husband has since retired. But when I pick up the phone and I call her, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. She knows what I'm feeling, but she's cheering me on. So as I cheer my husband, on she's cheering me on and she says girl you got it remember what God said remember what you can do God said you can do all things through Christ so she's she's giving me the word of God and sometimes I don't want to hear it (laughs) I want to hear scripture at the moment you know I want to hear what I want to hear don't you throw that scripture at me (laughs) Yes. yes but but you want to always have someone that you can go and talk to. And then the other thing that I learned to have is someone that's covering us in prayer. So there, there's a, a, um, a pastor and his wife in Atlanta that with every move we have made, they have covered us in prayer. And I'm not talking about, you know, when people say, I'm going to pray for you and then they forget about you. But I'm talking about people who really pray, who really intercede, who call you up and say, hey, how are you doing with this move? Are you 
okay. God always has people in place that will undergird you as you are moving and as you are relocated, as you are following his will and his plan and the purpose that he has for the family. Now, that's just me as a wife and how I deal with that. Now on to the children. I was going to say, yeah, because if you have, if it's you experiencing all of that, and yes. even though your husband's the one moving, undoubtedly he's experiencing his own all of that. And if you've Ooh. got four littles, they have their each personalities who are. So yes. I'm guessing you have like six different roller coasters that are moving yes. simultaneously, and that's a lot of moving. Yes. Oh my goodness! So oh my goodness! How, yes. how do you how do you do this, wife and mama, when you've got your own stuff you're dealing with? How exactly. do you how do you help your family? So with, with, with my children, and, and, and keep in mind, the last move, all of the kids were 12 and under. So I'm going to talk from that standpoint, and then I'll build for the teenager stage, which 14, well, 12 is, is borderline. You're kind of getting there, but 12 and under. So what, what we did, my husband and I, because we're a team, if, if, if I can say that. And so sometimes, you know, they, we, we understand our roles in the relocation. And so my husband was um, instrumental in making sure that we were all okay as well. And what he would do is he would call a weekly meeting with the children. And he would say, what are your fears? What are your concerns? What is it that you are feeling in this moment? And we have to validate their, their fears and their concerns. It couldn't be, you know, well, you should be glad that your dad has a job and you should be grateful. No, no. We had to be sympathetic. We had to consider what they were feeling at the time. And so we gave them space where we were not judging. Whatever you are feeling, we want to know so that we know how to help you. Now, again, it was it was showing them the bigger picture in terms of um, the Lord's provision and, and, and how God is, is continuing to provide for us and understanding, you know, mommy's a stay at home wife, a stay at home wife and a stay at home mom. So someone has to work. <laughs> and in this case, your dad has taken on the responsibility of providing, of protecting and leading the family. And however God chooses to allow him to do that, then we want to support that. And so we were able to really have these, these open conversation, this open dialogue. But then the other thing that we did was we included them in the move. We kept them up to date in terms of what was happening next. So for instance, when we had the movers um, coming into the house, I would give them a week's notice. Okay, the movers are coming next week. Whatever items that you have that are precious and dear to you or whatever items that you plan to take on the, on the plane, please put it aside put it in the suitcase so that it will not get packed. When you come home on next Wednesday or Thursday, your room will be packed. Don't be alarmed. Everything is okay. Everything that you see here in these boxes are going to the new residence. Nothing will be left behind. So it's, it's reassuring them that, you know, all is well. We got it. God's got it and we got it too. So, you know, it's, it, 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 it's constantly talking and communicating. Yeah, I think, I think moves, I, I mean, in my, my past moves were pretty traumatic for me. And I think one of the things that I've learned is that it's so much like being able to feel like you have a voice or that your voice matters 
diffuses yeah. that trauma, I think. And that it wasn't like that when I was growing up, like it just, it would, it just was a matter of fact, and this is it. And we can't do anything about it. And it, I, I didn't feel like there was that space. Uh, and I hear you saying, you know, one of the most important things for the people in the family is to say, this is what's happening to us. And this is the job your dad has. This is part of that job, but we see you, right? We yeah. see you and we oh. hear you. And we yeah. want to hear why this particular move, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is what I'm feeling is you're saying, I, we want to hear how this particular move is affecting you and exactly. to deal with that and talk through it the best we can. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think that no matter what, uh, what the listener may be like, well, I'm not moving, but there's an illness in our family. We've experienced a death. We have all these school transitions because of COVID in person, hybrid out, you know, whatever I'm trying to homeschool for the, you know, any kind of like transition, I think yeah. can be traumatic, especially when you feel like I have no power. I have no say nobody mm -hmm. sees how this affects me. Uh, and that, yeah. And so what can we do as parents, spouses, mm -hmm. grandparents, whatever the case to, to, to look into that and say, oh, no, no, I do see you. Mm -hmm. Yes. See yes. You. There's a lot of, of, of affection, you know, that's, that's being given lots of hugs, lots of, are you okay? Mm -hmm. How are you today? Mm -hmm. How are you handling the mood? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and if I may add this other piece um, as it relates to the children, the move not only impacts your children, but their friends. Good point. And so here's uh, an, an example. I received a text from a mom and she said, are you, are you all moving? And I said, yeah, you know, we're, we're moving, you know, the end of next month. And she said, oh, she said, I didn't know. Well, what happened was her daughter came home upset mm -hmm. and her, the, the mom didn't know what was going on. And I thought, oh my God, oh my mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. how? How is it that I overlooked this? Mm -hmm. And so I made a mental note to myself that going forward, make sure that I at least give the moms a heads up. But, you know, the, the kids who are really, really close. Absolutely. Make sure I give them a heads up because that friend is losing a friend. You know, my daughter or my son is losing a friend, but their friend is losing a friend. And sometimes we don't know how that, that has an impact. Even though we have technology, you know, that we can, you know, call and Zoom, but it's still nothing like kind of being there, especially if they're all going through, um, you know, middle uh, elementary and now they're on to middle school and now there's this separation. So I have to keep in mind that it's just not my children. Right. It's their friends mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. There are a lot of ripple effects anytime your family yeah. moves. Yeah, there are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, so in this like season or uh, family culture, if you will, of like kind of instability geographically, just, you know, but your location changes frequently. How do you work then to create some stability for your family? Yes. Oh my goodness. So I'm still learning. Sure. <laughs> yes. How, how to do it. Um, one, one of the things that I've learned that is important for, for, for my, my kids and then I'll, I'll, bounce back to, to my husband. But one of the things that I've learned is to be there, to be physically present. Um, when they come home from school, they want to see a, fa a familiar face. You know, sometimes I will go up to the school and just have lunch with them. You know, I try to set aside at least the first two months just to make sure that they are okay. They don't have to catch the bus. 
Um, I'm going to pause you right there just because I, I just want to. So basically the first two months after you move, you focus on your kids. Is that what oh, yeah. I'm hearing you saying? Go yes. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's I, huge. I, I, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it yes. is. And, 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 and I think it's important, especially when you have so many things pulling for. Absolutely. Because um, you need a, you need a hairdresser and a pediatrician and where am I getting my groceries and who's going to clean my teeth and all those kind of things every time you move. Right. Exactly. And I, I would yes. be, I would be anxious about getting. Yes all of that stuff in line, but you're saying, you know what? I just try to watch my kids. Yeah. See what they need. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and even you you can still incorporate some of that in there because you still have to take care of yourself while you're, you're taking care of your kids and do what, what, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel pretty. So, you know, you don't let yourself go <laughs> during this process, but you know, but for me, I've, I've learned to really be intentional about making sure that, that they see me, you know, that they see me at the bus stop. You know, my, my husband and I, we, we take the kids on their first day of school. We take them to school. We walk in the building. We go to their lockers. We meet their teachers because, again, we want the kids to know that they are important. It's not just about mom. It's not just about dad. It's about you. At the end of the day, it's about making sure that you are okay mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. The, the, the other thing, again, that, that we would do with devotionals. We would talk about, you know, moving and um, we would, you know, get, get, get a book and, and I would just use the time, the bus stop time in the morning. I would arrive at least five minutes early just to do maybe a three minute devotional. Again, it's, it's staying connected to them. Where are you in, in this process and, and, and in this phase? And then one of the things that we did that I think the kids enjoyed was we allowed them to pick out like their, their own rooms. You know, because it just kind of gave them a sense of I'm a part of this move. I kind of have a little say, not a whole lot, but you got a little bit. You know, <laughs> I'm a part of this move. And so we were we were able to um, give them that that stability by, again, being present, um, showing showing up at, at different events. If we could, if, if, if my husband was able to, if not, then then I would go just to say, hey, you know, thinking about you today. But but for my kids, they really, really needed to know that we were we were there. And, and again, sometimes it means those those extra hugs. You know, sometimes it means that that extra touch on the shoulder, you know, just a warm um, note in the in the in the lunchbox, you know, whatever it is that that they need in that moment. We got to be willing to do it. Yeah, And knowing your kids well enough, because what when one of one of them needs another hug and a different one needs a a note in their lunchbox and, you know, depending on your kids and what speaks to them again, that says, you know, I see you and I care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, let me ask about your husband or the husbands, if to the extent that you're able to share what I would imagine that there are times when the move has been your, because of your husband, the move is because of your husband's job. And either he's not happy about that before you move or when you move, the job isn't the dream that he had envisioned or something, or it just takes a while to get his feet under him again. And it's hard for him also. And I would think when you're watching your children struggle, perhaps, or, you know, like you hear from the mom who, you know, her daughter's losing a friend and then your husband comes home and he's not super excited maybe about leaving, then that's like a different place. Cause you're like, listen, I've been doing this all day. This is your fault. <laughs> 
I mean, not neither one of us would ever say that, of course, but I think it could really put some tension on the marriage. That's what I'm asking, you know? So how do you take care of your relationship through the highs and lows of frequent relocation? Absolutely. Um, again, it, it goes back to understanding that my husband is human. Mm. <laughs> you know? Is he? We, we hate that. Why can they not be super, superhuman? They should be. As, as much, I, we've, we've been married now for almost 19 years. Actually, next month, it, it would be 19 years. And I, I'm just realizing, like, this man is human. Yeah. You know, he, he feels the same thing that, um, that, you know, that I feel. He, he bears the wait, not that he asked for it. This has been assigned to him by God, the father himself that says, you are responsible. And when a husband picks up his family, moves to another state and it's not working out. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That, that is the time when as a wife, where I gird up my loins, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and I pull on those, those power scriptures and I remind my husband who he is in Christ. I remind him that he is strong and of a good courage and that he is as bold as a lion and God's favor surrounds him like a shield and, and whatever his hands touch, God is going to cause to prosper. I pull on those scriptures. It is now my turn to minister to him. I, I can't become weak and I can't become this nagging wife and, and, and say to him, you know, well, we shouldn't have moved here or, you know, we should have stayed, went to God, we have stayed in Egypt, you know, because things are not working out the way they Weren't be. there graves in Egypt? We could have died there. Word. Oh, we we could have just stayed there, but no, you had to take us to this next city. No, uh. that's, that's, not, that's not what a wife does. She builds him up where he has been torn down, when he's been out and he's been battling issues at work. When he comes home, he needs someone that can pour into him, that can minister to him. And that's where we as wives come in, even when we're weak, when we're tired and we've been dealing with the children all day. That's when the Holy Spirit comes in and reminds us and gives us that that energy that we need to encourage our husbands. And so it's not the time to kick him while he's down. You know, it's time to build him up and we can do it. Yes, (laughs) we can. We can. We have a tremendous opportunity to speak life into our husbands, no matter what they might be struggling with or to tear them down. And um, our words are so powerful and most in our marriage relationships, they really are. And what I hear, what I'm thinking about when you say that, because when I feel anxious about something, Mm -hmm. often it's because I'm trying to look too many steps down the path. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I have this sort of like zoom in, zoom out thing. Sometimes I feel like the Lord calls me to do where he's like, you know what, you're nervous, you're worried because you're trying to, to, to figure out where we're going instead of focusing on where we are. And I need you to just zoom in right here on this step. And that will bring me a piece uh, sometimes that I just, I'm like, you don't have to have all the figured out right now. Yes. Today at work or whatever, might've seemed like it was bad for him. Right. But that mm-hmm. was today. That doesn't mean the whole thing is a disaster, you yeah. know, like, and, and I think to, to, I do that for myself. And I think probably if there's a trust relationship in that marriage relationship, we can also speak those same words 
you know, to him. Yeah. 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 Because you, because this part of this is not good because one of our children is really struggling. Doesn't mean that the whole thing is just a disaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and even sometimes with, with, with the move and and with relocating, one of the things that, that kind of helps to keep the, the, the wife above level is take advantage of those resources that are, um, if that are offered to you within the company. So if you have, let's say, for instance, a, 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 a child or even your husband, whoever, um, that needs maybe a, a, a counselor, mm-hmm. you know, so, sometimes there, there, there is, you know, help available. And yeah. I think we, we, we need to take advantage of what's, you know, what's being yes. offered. Yes. We don't have to take it all on ourselves. And then we can be that support for our children and, 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 and for our husbands. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's so important important that we remember that that our husbands have the responsibility of following the the plan of God and he has the responsibility of taking care of 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 the family and so in doing so you know it it means sometimes relocating but even in that we, we have to keep them encouraged yeah and to trust in the faithfulness of God even when yes. what's right in front of you looks scary because often I mean the Bible is filled with examples of what's in front of you is scary it does look scary it does yeah. look too big for you and I see that and I am faithful and trustworthy right yeah. and yeah mm-hmm, yeah let's talk about the wife who for a variety of reasons doesn't want to move. Um, she gets this, you know, this comes down the chute. I've been transferred again, whatever the case may be. And she says, I've never been happier than I am in this city. Um, I have the best friends I've ever had here. My kids are happy. Um, I have a job myself. I'm building a career. I don't want to leave that right now. Uh, you know, I, I think there are probably, I could go on for a long time, reasons why the wife is like, I, I am struggling to embrace this right now. Um, for the one that may be dealing with that, what kind of encouragement do you have for her? There, there has to be a, a, a dialogue between the husband and the wife. We're, we're constantly evolving. You know, our, our, our desires are, are changing. Maybe at one point, yes, you want to be at home with the children and that's wonderful. But then there may come a season where you're like, you know, I think I want to go back to work. The kids are getting older and, you know, a little bit more independent and you may not need to be, you know, at home as much. There, there has to be a conversation. And it's, it's not a, a, a place where you have the battle of the egos, where whose career is, is more important, your career more important than mine, my career is more important than yours. No, it, it's not a place where we battle and duke it out. The enemy would love, he would absolutely love to tear up our marriages. He really would. He would love to use anything to divide our marriages. And so we have to be aware of the enemy's plans and his schemes and the tactics that he will use in order to tear us apart. And so when we come together and we're discussing whether or not to move and the reasons why, because, and again, I might get in a little trouble for saying this, but the wife's input is important. (laughs) She 
has a voice, you know, and her voice should not be suppressed or overlooked. You know, if she's saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in this season and I'm thinking about this, then let's come together and let's talk about that. And let's go back to the goals and the values that, that have been outlined in our family and whether or not this move that, that has been offered or this job offer that has been offered to the husband is the right fit for the family. I think it is so important to understand that not every offer is the right fit for the family, even though there might be a significant salary increase, but is it a good fit for the family? It is the husband's job to take into consideration all points of view. <laughs> You know, and, and, and so you, you have to be able to come together. You have to be able to, to talk it through. Maybe the move is just temporary. You know, maybe it's just for right now and you will move back. I've, I've seen that happen. And the wife will, you know, continue on in her career. Or maybe she's able to, to transfer within the, 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 the new city. Or perhaps she's able to um, pull on those resources that are offered through the, 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 um, the company or the ministry or what have you, where she has assistance in finding another job. But, you know, she, she has to be able to, to voice you know, what she's feeling and, 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 and be understood. And when it can be resolved, then again, Matthew 6 and 33, God, what is your way? How do you want us to look at this opportunity? Is it for us to, to move or is it for us to stay? When you look at Numbers, the, the ninth chapter, and I believe it starts at the 15th verse and it goes on down. When Moses was leading the, the children of Israel, there was a cloud that hovered over the tabernacle and the children of Israel knew when to move based upon when that cloud moved. And so we have to ask ourselves, is the cloud moving? And if the cloud is moving, then I need to move with the cloud. The whole family needs to move with the cloud. If it is not moving, then we know to stay. So which direction is God moving? That is the ultimate question. God, which direction are you taking us? What is your will and your plan for right now? And both individuals, both individuals should be able to submit to the plan of, of, of God. And if we're, you know, talking about submission and that's a whole nother. That's um, a different episode. Oh my goodness. The S word, the S word, <laughs> you know, we run away from the S word. Oh, you know, it's kryptonite. But if we're, if we're submitting unto the Lord as we submit to our husband, God will, God will give us direction. He'll give us clarity. We have a promise in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. If we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not unto our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge him, we have a promise that he would direct our path. That's right. That's right. That, that, that was beautiful. What you were just saying about the pillar of cloud, that, that's just gorgeous. And I think what I take away from that the most is, if we, if, if both parties and the children too, as they develop spiritually, but if, if the family can model, if the, if the couple can model to the children, we are submitting to each other. Yes. But ultimately we are submitting to the Lord. And when we have prayed through this, that yeah. we, and we are sure that the Lord has directed this, that the pillar yeah. of cloud, that, that that's moving, if you will, that that cloud is moving, then yes, we will hit some bumps and there will be some rough days, but we can, we can move forward in confidence mm -hmm. that this is his ordained ordination for us. If you will, these, this is the path that he has laid out for us. Exactly. That's lovely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the one of the other things that that, that I thought about um, that I wanted to mention as well in terms of of moving, especially um, if, if we're trying to decide, you know, whether or not to to move, you know, with with kids and, and following the leading of the Lord. There are times where you know, the wife and kids may not be able to move right then and there. If you have a child that's a, a senior in high school, it may not be. Please let them graduate <laughs> with their friends, right? Yeah. So those are things sure. that, you know, you, you have to think about as well. So even if, if, if God is leading, sometimes the, the wife will wait until the following year and, and then she will go, you know, and to, to, to be with the husband as yeah. well. So I've, I've seen it that, that way and, and it works for, for them. It may not be for every marriage, mm-hmm. but it, it yes. does for some marriages, it, you know, it is the sacrifice. There's not, there's not a way to do this. That's what I keep hearing you say. There's not a way. And even in the same family between move and move, there's not a way just because this is what we did last time. Our kids are two years older. Our marriage is two years older. This job is different. This city is different. And I just, you know, I think in so many things in life, the Lord is just teaching me to hold it loosely, you know, hold it loosely and take one step at a time. I will not leave you. No, if I call you to something, I will not forget you. Yeah. I will not. Yeah. You. So, yes, exactly. This has been incredibly encouraging. And I, before I let you go, I have a question I always like to end on. And that mm-hmm. is just because, because I love to share resources. What uh-huh. is in your life right now, Antoinette? Is there anything that you are listening to studying, watching, reading, uh, anything goes, what is keeping you oh. filled up, connected to God right now? Anything? Well, well of course I'm listening to your podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> So it's I'm it's filled with it. encouragement, I hope. It yes. Oh, oh my goodness. It, it, it is. It's a, a lot of encouragement. And to hear so many um, different stories, it's like, wow, it keeps me encouraged when Yay. I'm these boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also, um, I'm reading in preparation for um, an upcoming class. It's called The Peacemaker by Ken Sandy. What a timely book talking about relocation and, and conflict resolution. And so um, I'm really excited to, to really get into this book. And then um, our, our women's class um, did Take Courage by Jennifer Rothschild. I hope I'm oh, saying yeah. that last uh-huh. correctly. It's a study of Haggai. And so I'm looking to go back through this book because I, I wasn't able to keep up like I desired to. So I'm, I'm hoping to spend the summer going through um, going through this study. And, and I have one more, the trailing spice, uh, excuse me, the trailing spouse reimaged. And this is a um, a, a book about just living living overseas or living abroad. Um, and, and women who share their stories of moving, of relocating, and um, some of the emotions that they have experienced. And so I'm really, really enjoying the book because whether you're moving across the street or you're moving across the country, we all deal with some of the same emotions. So yes. those are three of the, the, the reading resources that I'm, I'm reading during this time. Thank you so much for sharing those. It has been an absolute delight. And I will, I'll link all that stuff in the show notes too. Um, it, but it has been an absolute delight sharing this time with you. And I can't thank you enough. I am so looking forward uh, to your ministry taking off. I know that it's going to really touch and bless hearts. And I'm just delighted to have spent this time with you today. So um, thank you again for joining us. And thank you to those who have been listening. And until next time, peace.
If you feel God calling you in a new direction, my heart is with you today. And if you are looking around at unfamiliar surroundings, my heart is with you today. If you have children struggling because you're moving and they don't get a vote and their heart is hurting, my heart is with you today. And if you're anything like me, and it's been a long time since you moved, but you still feel a little like frequent moves meant there's nowhere you really call home, my heart is with you today. You are not alone. God loves you and sees you and never leaves your side. If you haven't already, I hope you'll subscribe to the Steady On podcast today. When you're subscribed, you will automatically see the new episodes plus any bonus material, including the extra episode that will drop on July 30 connected to this conversation with Antoinette. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.